Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. When you look back on all of our episodes, when you mm. think back on each and every podcast that we've done, mm. all which I, I love doing. I'm somebody who definitely... When you when you go to sleep, Jeff, are you just like, okay, 275 Trinidad James, mm-hmm. 274, and on I, and on and on, until you go to sleep. I'm somebody who can quote every podcast. Wow. I do all the voices. When you think back... By the way, for anybody who's listening out there, <laughs> I, that is not me. Right. I, I don't listen to any of our podcasts. When you think back to all the podcasts, yeah. and I know you remember a lot about the podcast. Sure. When you think about all the people who have come over to our home mm-hmm. who have sat down in this chair between us and talked for an hour hour and a half what is the weirdest strangest most surprising thing that has happened from a guest on mic no not necessarily just like we've welcomed them into our home and mm-hmm. they have done something out of the ordinary okay uh my first thought yeah is that we had somebody come over here and uh, the person yes. used my bathroom, right, and switched the toilet paper roll around. Okay, so so um, like <laughs> usually it rolls out one way. Yeah, they this person it. rolled it out the other way. By the way, I do like how you didn't tell the people at home which way you do it because you might offend like half the audience. Oh yeah, that's what I'm. <laughs> that's what I'm worried but the, about. But the point is that yes, a person did come over. Wait, should I be brave and tell? I, no. I do over the no, 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 I no. do over. Don't do it, Jeff. Don't do it. Away from the wall. Don't do it, Jeff. <laughs> the other way is weird. <laughs> Someone came over, took the toilet roll, and mm-hmm. made it more comfortable for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is that is very strange. That is the weirdest thing that's happened uh, to me. I think, well... An, I don't know a, if it's the weirdest thing that's happened on the podcast. Oh, no, you want to know what? What? That I, is the weirdest. That, oh, well, are you going to... I feel like the latest thing is going to top that. Yeah, yeah, but we'll get to that. Okay. Um, another strange thing is when Jim Jones uh, pulled a green apple out of nowhere and ate it on the microphone. Like, that a, was, like a magic trick. That was strange. Um, Don't know where he got it from. I, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, it was like in the middle of the conversation. We've he had, just started eating a green <laughs> apple in the microphone. He, was, he wasn't even talking in the microphone. <laughs> we've, we've had people... But he ate in the microphone. Who, uh, ASAP Ferg, um, Ty Dolla Sign... Um, We've had people who, in the middle of the episode, are just like, yo, I need to go they, use the restroom. I mean, it's a long conversation. I've, I've actually done that. that. Yeah, uh, I've gotten up. Yeah. yeah. Um, people haven't, like, you know, uh, uh, fallen asleep here. Not not the guests. We've had, no, <laughs> we've had yeah. some people who have been um, entourage members. Yeah, hangers on. Who have just, like, tapped out the moment they sit down on the couch. Snoring. Yeah, exactly. Like, been, like, made fun of by people on the mic. We've had people who were also not supposed to be on the mic who were on the mic. That is true. We've had people who've uh, come here by themselves in a car and then had to leave in the middle and go put money into the meter. Yeah, that's, that's happened. not so bad. Um but as as far as strange things that have happened, um, I think this might have been the top, would you say? It's either this one or the toilet paper thing. Yeah, okay. So uh, we were very excited to have Kevin Gates come over. Mm-hmm. And when he when he stopped by, we had about a half an hour before we even started recording. Where, which is a rarity. Where we that just never got to hang out and get to know each other. Oh, by the way, we didn't we didn't like we didn't pad the episode with that. No. It's not like we like invited him over and we <laughs> said, okay, great, we're going to have this half hour. No. No. He was just very slow to get yeah, in he, front of the microphone. He wanted to get himself comfortable and, and acclimated into the environment. Which is perfect because it's great. when he was coming over, I said to you, yes. my brother, yeah. I said, hey, 
let's act like we are in a different country, different culture. Yeah. Do not extend your hand. Yeah, let him lead. Let You know, if he wants to shake your hand, he can shake your hand. If he wants to uh, give you eye contact, he can give you eye contact. Right. Do not. Right. Because we don't know what we, this dude's energy is like. You've heard stories you don't know, you know? Um, and so... When I went to go get uh, him and his party, mm-hmm. his publicist, who we know very well, mm-hmm. walked in and Chelsea gave me a huge hug. And I was ready to let Kevin just like walk by me and not even acknowledge, you know, that he was here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, what's up, big man? And gave me a huge hug. And I was like, well, yeah, we are off to the races. So he comes into the apartment and he uh, walks around and gets to know the place. And we're hanging out with Drika, his wife, and Chelsea, his publicist. And a couple of his guys were just like here and very nice. And when Kevin sat down and he, he loved our energy, loved everything that was going on yeah, here. Kept telling us that he loved the apartment. Said it was fly. He pulled out some floss and went through each and every crevasse <laughs> in between his teeth and uh, and fully flossed right here in front of us because, as he said, he had just had tea and wanted to uh, cleanse all the diamonds in his mouth. Exactly, because he, he has, has diamonds on every every tooth. He has grills beyond belief. And the other thing is, he didn't just stop there; he did a whole mouthwash routine. He brushed his teeth and then and then washed his uh his his gums and and everything. And you know what? I'm not mad at it. You know, as somebody who goes to the dentist regularly, I appreciate cleaning after every meal this wasn't a meal this was tea kevin had such great energy such good dental hygiene (laughs) and it was a pleasure to sit down with him and listen to his story and i don't know that we've had anyone as direct as kevin Mm -hmm. were you surprised how direct he was yeah yeah i mean i thought that he was very intense well he's gotten to a place in his life where he wants to not hold back right like Mm -hmm. he feels like being fully transparent with everyone is um uplifting for him and freeing for him yeah and um i think that coupled with the fact that he is direct yeah creates a very fascinating experience yeah like the only thing i can compare it to is when we interviewed 50 cent right for um for billboard a few years ago yeah and it was just like, I don't know how I'm in this conversation. Like, I, I don't really even feel like I'm in this conversation. I'm just here. That's that's how I felt. Yeah. Well, this was... Um, but I felt like this was like this was more terrific. even than the 50 Cent conversation. Well, I think, you're, wondered, I think you're better at your job. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was not good back then. No, but... But yeah, no, 50 Cent, I felt like I was like in... Um, you know, like when, a, when an alien spaceship sort of like beams you up? No. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this, Jeff. <laughs> What's your experience here? Well, okay. So be uh, transparent. Yeah. We were explaining to our friend Nick Watkin, who mm-hmm. was the photographer for this episode and a few other episodes that we've had. And we were like, this is something where you steer into it. This isn't, you know, hey, we have our our own set agenda here. It's like we let the guest lead and Kevin and his energy and his focus and his transparency was the way to go. Yeah. So we really enjoyed this episode. I know you guys will too. Kevin is certainly known for his great interviews, and this should rank among them. So shout out to Kevin Gates. Shout out to Drika, his wife. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Chelsea Northern. And shout out to all you guys for listening. Anything else? Uh, No, that's it. All right, Jeff, when do you want to get into it? Right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, a.k.a. Gerald Ford Trippin, a.k.a. Old School Chef. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, a.k.a. Could Have Been Robin Hood, a.k.a. Keep a Fryer in My Tuck. Yeah, it's your third favorite podcast, Waste Time with It's The Real. 
coming from the Upper West Side. We appreciate you for so many reasons, but your energy has been unlike anybody who's shown up here before. Your energy is A1, and and you appreciated our energy, which we love to hear. Yeah. You Dude. thought that our apartment looked like it was $40,000 a month. <laughs> yeah. That's the best thing to hear. I was going off location, because I've been... I've been into like real estate lately. Is that right? Yeah, I've been looking at fly spots because it was speared me into this direction was the European architecture in Amsterdam. I was like, it's not that I'm not into architecture. I'm not into boring architecture. So I, I, I like what I like and there's nothing wrong with it. So I just been looking at it, like looking at stuff like lately like the artistry of it, the, the curves, does the building have bones? Like I'm, I'm familiarizing myself with those type of terms. For sure. Yeah. I saw that you, after LA, you said that you wanted to move to Europe. Is that still the case? Or is um, that just like an interview one, thing that you I'm, just- I'm <laughs> going to move to Amsterdam. Oh, is that oh, right? right? I'm going to, I'm gonna have property there. I'm not gonna be able to stay there forever, but I'm gonna have some a piece of Amsterdam that's gonna belong to me. Yeah. And. And Amsterdam, a piece of Kevin Gates is gonna belong to Amsterdam. I mean, I leave a piece of me everywhere I go. I mean, Kansas City has a piece of Kevin Gates. Mm. <laughs> Chicago, I mean, any state you name. I mean, every I leave a piece of me everywhere I go. I leave with my heart. So, what is it about the the vibrations in a place like Amsterdam that really like resonated with you? Um, it's a million different things. I'm I'm Muslim by faith, and I'm starting to lean more toward positive energy. And I've been to different Muslim countries, and I love it. It's beautiful, but it's all Muslims. And I've been to Morocco. You know, that's where my father's from, and it's like it's it's under Muslim rule, but I noticed like. You could go to a synagogue where they got Jews at and pray with them, or they'll come to a mosque and pray with you. So when I got one day, I never saw that nowhere else but Morocco. And then when I went to Amsterdam, it was like every religion you could think. I met people that was Buddhist, Hindus, religions. I never understood every culture you could think of just all coexisting. And whenever I took a picture, people would stop, didn't even know who I was. And then nobody would take a picture of you without asking, could they take a picture of you? Hmm. And if you was an American, the people over there knew by the way you conducted yourself. But me, people were like, where are you from? And I was like, America. They was like, no way. <laughs> I was like, why you say that? They were like, you're not rude. You're not arrogant. You're not. So it it, it just spears something else in my mind. Like, like if if... I never, it was like the closest to heaven that I'm probably gonna ever be. Wow. Cause it was every race, every religion, and everybody was just, I'm, I'm sure they not without their problems. Sure. But it was just fly. And everybody there, they, they were more caring about living and being as opposed to having mm. and gaining. Everybody just wanted to live life and, and the, what they told me every time I leave somebody, they'd be like, all right, man, enjoy life, mm. enjoy life. That's their biggest thing, enjoy life. And over here, it's like, who got the most drip? Right. Who got the most, <laughs> who got the most shit? Who has the most anchors? 
that's going to weigh you down emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Who has the most anchors? Well, on your new album, you name drop New York, like right at the top of maybe your second song, right? Yeah. What is it about New York that really hits for you? It's reality. Mm. You, you could be on the subway and meet millionaires and billionaires that never owned a car. <laughs> you never know who you're going to sit next to or who you're going to bump into. It's just multicultural. And everybody here, they working. They, they're in pursuit of a goal. It's no kicking it. It's no relaxation. So we're from here, right? So this, this speed feels normal to us. But yeah. from somebody who just visits here, is it really that fast? Not for me. Yeah. Because I've always lived at an accelerated pace. Mm. So New York is the perfect place for a person like me because I have a large collection of songs that I didn't even release yet. Not even from this trip, but from trips prior. Like I got this other song that, that I recorded in the um the the Coming to America Hotel. Mm-hmm. The wild off the old yeah, yeah 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 and that on uh, that say she never made love don't want to fuck me on the bedroom floor it's just the vibe that I get every time I come up here I couldn't stay longer than two or three months maybe two months at the most mm-hmm. and then leave because I don't never want to wear out my welcome to myself yeah what, what is the longest you've stayed here uh a month and that was just for I was recording and I was doing fake promo because I was missing a lot of that shit on purpose to go to the studio. That's when I ain't give a, give a flying flippity flip <laughs> about nothing. So really, you, you do go to a different city to get something to put you in a zone to record? Every every city got different energy. I'm an energy person. I like the energy. I want to feel it. I can't be around the same energy every day, all day, and that's okay. It's okay to be that way. For sure. I'm just now accepting it, accepting myself. So when you were forced to be in a space, a confined space. I was never forced. It's just sometimes we do things out of obligation. Sometimes we feel like because somebody gave us a kind gesture, we have to obligate our whole state of existence to them because somebody was kind to us. And that's something that I would do in the streets. When you're in the streets, that's that's what it is. Like it, so many people kick you in your ass. So when you find that one person that show you love, you're like a wounded dog. Mm. So, like, you ever seen the movie um, White Fang with the wolf? Yeah. 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 Well, it was about this wolf. They used to use him in dog fighting. He was a wounded animal. This little dude, a little white dude, went and found the wolf and nursed him back to health. And he became better and stronger than what he was in the beginning. And he was gave his whole life to the, his new owner or his new friend. And it's, it's like that when you're in the streets. And I had to get out of that mindset because a person could do something beautiful for you and you can accept it as is. You don't have to pledge your whole life to that person right. or to those people because nobody's perfect. Well, I mean, did that happen to you as a kid? Like, yeah. I mean, like, so who I, was showing you love as a kid? It, nobody. It was fake. But you thought it was to, real at the to, time, though. I hate though. to say that. I hate to say that because me and my family, we're healing right now from a lot of things that went on in the past. So I'm not really going to go into detail with that. But I, I'm I'm not talking about in my household. I'm talking about in the streets. Right. You know, when you grow up in an impoverished environment, it's nobody really there. Not that they're abandoning you, but they busy. They working. They got to do this to provide for this household because we come from very poor, very humble beginnings. So it wasn't that my mother was 
neglecting me. She had to do what she had to do. My grandmother had to do what she had to do. So the the time, the allotment of time wasn't there that is required to guide. Cause you never raise a child. You only guide them through life cause it's a journey. So that's really where I'm at with it. And y'all feel free to cut me off at any time. Oh no, thank you for sharing. I, I think that, and this is a conversation that we've had uh, amongst friends actually very recently. Yeah, today. Do you feel like most people are fake? Because I feel like inherently people are not fake. I feel like most people are... And that's not to say that like we don't look for the good in people, right? But are most people out there... Most people? Most people. I'll say this. This is what I'm going to say. Everyone has a way to be manipulative in nature to survive. These are survival tactics. Like right now, we're in a concrete jungle. So the survival tactics would be different as opposed to somebody living on a rural island. It may be psychological. It may be emotional. It may be spiritual in a business setting. And I notice a lot of people, they play to... They play to relativity. I don't give a damn if we don't have nothing in common. I could give a fuck less. Can I use profanity? Of Please, course. Yeah. Use more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, but I'm saying forgive me because I'm not sorry. But I was saying I don't give a fuck less if we don't have any relativity. I don't play towards rel- relativity. I don't play up relativity. I don't care about that. But I do believe that the heart of man and the heart of human beings wants to be good nobody chooses evil because it's evil they simply mistake it for happiness and that's just the best actors get the best parts i'll say that Mm. but i'm i can't live like that i can't live like that i can't did you ever think that because you can't act like that that you wouldn't be able to succeed in a business where everyone does act like that and that's accepted and celebrated? I can't say that because it's like everybody love me. They 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 tell me like the best things you could say about somebody people tell me. They say you intelligent, you funny, you serious and you real. Them the four things people have been telling me since I've been keeping accountability. People have been telling me them four things lately. They like, "Man, you 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 intelligent." You funny, you serious, and you real. That's the thing that people are afraid of. And that's the what real they, one. That's what they tell me. And it's just, I take that as the biggest compliment. People used to be like, man, Kevin, you the realest. No, I was the realest at that point because it was certain things that I wouldn't say. Now, I've been speaking more about myself, like self-reflection. And, and, and it's been freeing for me. Like... Like, I just did a billboard. I went up there and told them I'm so nervous right now. Like, I'm nervous. I'm shy. And they was like, what? I was like, yeah, I'm shy. I'm nervous. Because as soon as you said it was live, it's like, I can imagine a million people just judging me. Nobody wants to make a mistake in front of the judge. Sure, (laughs) sure. And also, I mean, like, you are a person who, and you've talked about this very openly, you grew up not feeling like you were special. You know, not feeling like... And and so I mean like, you still feel that way, yeah. Even I though Draco puts like a, a battery in your back, 
Yeah, she she put she helped, she charged me a lot of times and tell me I'm amazing, but it's it's kind of hard coming from her because she's so fucking perfect. So I be feeling like you know my inner critic, the critic on the inside, make me feel like well, you just saying that to cheer me up, bitch. <laughs> bitch, you don't even fart. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, bitch, you know, bitch, bitch, when you, you bitch, when you shit and you piss is, is perfect. You know what I'm saying? Everything about you perfect. I love that. Like 30 seconds ago, you were like, is it okay to curse? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when you're growing up and, and you don't have the, uh, the people around you to, to big you up and, and make you feel good, what did make you feel good? Um, instant gratification. That's what makes everybody feel good. That's why people go on Instagram. They give you a small piece of instant gratification and then they hold everything back to keep you coming back for more. So there was nothing that you like worked on that maybe like took a little time that ultimately when it paid off felt even better? If when it was, I was unaware that that's what I was doing it for. I've always had a love for music. Mm -hmm. Always. And I always knew that I was great at making music. You knew that yourself. Yeah, but I was afraid to let people hear the music. Mm. When was the first time you performed? And I don't mean like, like original music. Yeah. In front of people? Yeah. I was maybe about 17, 18, and I forgot all the words. I knew the song. I've sung the song on the way to the venue. And then when I got on stage, I choked. Knees weak, I arms are heavy. Yeah. Well, what, was the, what was the reaction? They was vibing with me at first, and then I just... I just jumped in the crowd. Just I'm a monster. Just out of fear. Yeah. I, I plexed. Like most men do. Like out of fear they become aggressive. Mm. Out of fear. You you're not really like this. You're doing this out of fear. And that's that's what I did. Out of out of fear, I became aggressive and jumped in the crowd and was a monster, long <laughs> dreadlocks and all that. But you know, that was an immature that was an immature me where I thought that well, it's kind of like the boxing perspective. It's like you run to your fear and not away from it. Mm. But sometimes moving backwards is moving forwards. Mm -hmm. So I apply that to life. But you have to apply it to life in the proper perspective. Sure. So you may have been interested in music growing up, but you weren't necessarily like putting it out there. It was my diary more so. It was something that I do. I go cut on a that uh that I wrote to that a long time ago I wrote wrote to that Queens Bridge. I forgot the song, but that song when I say fuck the cash to ice, Ferraris with two twenty on the dash when your life ain't right. State of myself. What do you say? Follow my he say, I, I, I trust myself, I can't fuck myself. When friends leave and no weed, I still know me. Just myself. Stay to myself, one deep, pray to my God, cuz he say when it's hard, get on one knee and next die for forgiveness. I, I forgot, I'm saying it wrong, but that song, I had wrote to that and I just started, that's one of them that I remember I wrote to, but I've been. Who put you on to Nas? I forgot, I just like, oh, my, uh, a good friend of mine, his name is Brandon. I got a brother named Brandon, but this guy, his name is Brandon also. And we, his mother and my mother was childhood friends. So you know how that go. You get this music into your life and you write to it. And was there any thought that you could like record it? It, it took me somewhere else. I always liked it, that New York swag. Yeah. I mean, like like a lot of people probably don't remember this, but they had that song that 
It's like they was always teams. They whole team was balling. It was like that Ram squad that I see nothing but ballers up in here. I see nothing but gangsters up in here. And it's like they was talking about that dope shit, and I was around them, but D-Boys doing that shit. So that's why I liked it, that New York shit. Them dudes always was talking about some hustling and shit. And I ain't really dick riding and saying that because I'm up here because I don't be reaching out and fucking with niggas when I'm up here. Fred the Godson, that's like my brother. Man, I know that's my brother because when I met them dudes, when I was nobody, they didn't act pussy with me. Mm. Jim, Jim Jones. Jones. He never acted yeah. pussy with me. Yep. You know, and, and that's one thing I could say about them dudes, and I still I respect them to this day. Jim Jones met you super early. Yeah, when I, when I, I was, my name was ringing down south, but he mm. didn't even know who I was. He just met me through a friend. He was like, man, you come up here by yourself. I'm like, I go everywhere by myself. And so he looked out for you ever since? Looked out for me? Yeah. No, we when just you came always up had, a, had a relationship, like, as my, like, like a big brother, because I always liked it, this dude. This dude always was a fly nigga that I could relate to, because... Like most of the time when you see niggas that's fly getting money, it be like, you know, you n I never saw myself in the picture. So when I see individuals that look like me, that's fly getting money, I like it. And he was honest. He said, I never said that I was so-so with it. I was so-so with it. Mm. I like that because mm -hmm. it's always somebody bigger. Yeah. He was with that fly shit. You can say what you want to. Yeah, you got all the money, but you boring, bitch. I'm flying. I can fuck your bitch if I want to. You go, man. I'm living like that. That's just that's the that's the swag that he got. Yeah, and that's what I loved about him. Did you listen to to Dipset growing up? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my shit. Yeah. Like the old the old Joel Santana. Like mm -hmm. the I, I move like Muslims and move with movements of people. We'll move with our people and move on your people. I I, I liked it that that come home with me all that camera on the shit. Oh man. But my favorite was Biggie, cause he talked that real dope talk, and 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 I love the way that he take that breath. Yeah. See, I was on Biggie and Juvenile Detention. Mm. I said this on a DJ Who Kid interview. My favorite was that niggas bleed, that today's agenda got the suitcase up in the central. But you know how it be a song. Well, when you go to prison, it's always a song in your mind that give you that confidence, that energy. I don't know about y'all, but for me, like. Like when I walk into a room or something, you might need that song that just, you might be a little nervous. You know, you're gonna be nervous, man. It's a, it's a medium max. It's a maximum security joint. So niggas bleed just like us. You, you hearing about the violence that's going on in this bitch, but you know, you know you heavy metal, but you don't know, you hearing all these fucked up stories, but you, you know you heavy metal, but you might need to play that little song in your mind to, to make yourself remember that you, that you really that gun smoke out here. So that was one of them. And then they got a dude from my neighborhood, his name Big Head the Dome Doctor. He like a local rapper, but he was really doing that shit in the streets. So he was like a neighborhood hero to me. Mm. Like Soldier Slim was like a hero to me. Mm -hmm. Like I want to listen to the people that's talking about how I'm living. In that moment when you're growing up and you're, and you're living far from New York, far from L.A., even far from Atlanta, did a music career like seem possible? I'm gonna tell you something that I never told nobody. I'm gonna tell y'all. I ran from the music career. I knew this was what I was supposed to do. I sabotaged my own career because I was afraid of greatness. What this is my you? first time saying this? I did shit 
I put myself in fucked up situations and I told myself that I, that I'm gonna fuck with that rap shit, but right now I gotta do this. And I didn't really, it was jumping. All I had to do was stick with that rap shit and I could have been out of here, but I wanted to play in the streets. Cause I liked it, that instant gratification that came with hood fame. I love it. I still love it. I just went to DC and shot a video, no security guards. The whole, the slums. I went to Saratoga. I went from, I'm, I'm gonna keep it gangsta. I went from Northeast to Southeast, no security. I'm a real big speaker. I'm talking about I'm down there. All the generals, I call, I made a call. I said, I want all the generals at my video shoot. I want all the top lieutenants and the generals at my video shoot. Please be on your best behavior. Mm. And I mean that. And it just, it, it, I love that. I got to get out of that mindset. But I love that shit because I know one thing. Show me another rapper that could do it. Show me one. And I respect him. By yourself. Not with your army, not with your gang. You and your bitch by yourself. Show me, and I'ma respect it. Did you did you used to run around with like a big crew, or was it always just you and Drika? It's always been me and Drake. I come as I am. I am as I come. I come as I leave. Upright, independent, and fearless. Mm -hmm. I move federal though. I really move federal. I move with a different level of respect. I'm gonna tell a man, yes sir, no sir. And I ain't gonna lie, if you do violate, you gonna have to really need a reason. I'm not gonna give you a reason to violate, but if you do, God, I know this gonna sound crazy. <laughs> Please forgive me for what I'm about to say. I know that if somebody disrespect me, me doing a life sentence, I can never see my children again. I can never be successful in music and do what I love. But I'm gonna be honest with you. The worst thing a man could be is a coward to his own self. That's why I don't put myself in situations that could end up volatile. Cause I'm a die. Mm. My respect means everything to me. I'm not a wreck. I'm not. I'm gonna die before I be that. I'm gonna do a life sentence before I be that. That means something to me. I mean, maybe it's a fucked up way of thinking. It may be foolish pride. Like if somebody, I can't think of what somebody would have to do me to make me get out of my character because like some, sometimes, like I use this as an example. All right, J and E. Yeah. All right. All we need is a W. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the king of the board. I'm the shot caller. Mm -hmm. You my, you my, you my. You my bishop, all right? Jay coming up and ranking this rap game. He about to start stepping on my toes. This shit just like hustling. I done already extended my hand to him. He don't want to fuck with me. He don't want to sign me, whatever. He just booming. I could just get you to make the sacrifice and go disrespect him because I know he a real man. I know he gonna stand on principle. I know if you play with him, I know he gonna go. So I could send you at him and get him to crash out. He got himself out the way for me. He, he, I tricked him out of his position. And you made the sacrifice for me. So I'm knowledgeable enough to see when it's that type of play. I'm knowledgeable enough because I'm, I'm penitentiary. Like, that's the beautiful thing about prison. I've been doing it so much 
to that street shit is like, it's nothing to me. I know how to control the gutter. I know how, excuse me, I don't know how to control the gutter. I know how to work up under the gutter. Cause it's a difference in being in the hood and being in the streets. And I know we veered off topic, but they got people that you lived in a bad neighborhood. You ain't contribute to the bad that was going on in the bad neighborhood. You wasn't up under the gutter. You just knew some of the players. You wasn't in the game. You know what I'm saying? I was in the game. <laughs> When's the last time you were surprised? Man, I'm always surprised. I'm surprised right now. I ain't think we was going to be talking about all this shit. <laughs> shit. I don't like talking about this kind of shit. But it's interesting to y'all. Yeah. So I don't mind. We want to find out how that guy who self-sabotaged who didn't see it for himself in the music industry got to this point. So if you're living back home. You know my driving force every day? Tell me. I need to go piss. Okay. You know my driving force every, every day? What's that? I would hate to sit back and wonder where would I have been if I only would have tried? I would die. I would hate that moment. That's a realization and a reality that I never want. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Hey gang, while Kevin goes to use my restroom and hopefully does not switch the toilet paper roll around. Wait, maybe he's going to floss. Is that possible? Why would he be flossing twice within like... Jeff, he flossed after he had tea, so you know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you want to know what? I don't know anything about anything anymore. Uh, well, well, what do you know? I do know that you should go get a t-shirt today, right here, right now, at itsthrill.com shop. We've got t-shirts available you should go buy a t-shirt that's what they're there for they're very comfortable they're very well designed and hey if you guys love this podcast and love the fact that we've done 275 other ones this is the way to keep this ship afloat go to it's the slash shop right now buy a t-shirt represent for us spread the word and uh let's get more episodes like this one here with kevin gates thanks to you guys yes all right it's the slash shop and now back to kevin gates you're back home self-sabotaging not even seeing it for yourself right right but you have that driving force like you said you're like listen i'm not gonna leave this on the table i'm gonna you know take this gift and run with it it was fear i always had it in me but i was afraid to apply myself afraid to apply yourself and then afraid to not make it happen yeah so it was like i was always in the middle so who's the first person to really like come into your life to see that gift yeah, that you have push and you in that direction yeah or was it yourself? Nah, Drico. Mm. Drico. A lot of other people tried to get me to do it, but Drico really made me say, let's do it. And she she went so far as to try to make it happen without me knowing, like taking it to DJs, taking it. I had a fear of getting on stage. I had a fear of letting the world hear my music. I was afraid. So you're recording the music. I'm recording. You're making, holding it. Making beautiful music, making great songs. I'm just and the world could have never heard it. I was afraid to present it. Talk about the first time you played it for Drew. I got them bricks, but I was scared to sell them. Mm -hmm. Actually, metaphorically did, speaking, yeah. yeah. Where, where did you um? Where did you first record? At um. At my uh, grandmother's house on Cool Edit Pro. Whoa. I used to make CDs. I used to get the beat off the internet, off uh, LimeWire. Yeah, yeah. Napster, some shit. Yeah. I get the instrumental, download it, and put it on Cool Way to Pro and rap. So you had a microphone in the corner or something like that, or buy like some with some mattresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just you, or did you have anybody like who was there at the same I time? Had to figure it out. 
So you engineered your own shit? Yeah, and I really want to learn how to work Pro Tools. Excuse me, I'm going to learn how to work Pro Tools because mm-hmm. I know that people think they hearing something incredible right now. But, and it's crazy that I saw this microphone because I think I saw Wyclef or something just like this. I can get a little small setup like this mm-hmm. on my bus and just practice recording myself Yeah. until I get good enough to get off tour. Hell, you can pay us literally anything and we will do that for That's you. That's right, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it's gonna be different when I do it myself. Yeah. I, I got a travel studio. Mm. I got over maybe, maybe over $100,000 in travel equipment Man. right now. I got the Neve, I got the Avalon, I got the fake Neve, I got the real Neve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I got the Neve replica thing. I got everything you can get. <laughs> I, I got the I got the Telefunken mic, the one that costs what is twenty five thousand? Man. I got the That's almost as much as I our got the here, you know? Sony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got the Sony C seven hundred that costs ten thousand. Man. I got the TM one oh three, the Newman. I thought you were talking about the Jeezy's the album. album. Yeah. The what? You Jeezy's said TM one oh three. We were yeah. like, oh yeah, Jeezy's no. album. Yeah. No, sir. <laughs> I got that. I got the Newman U eighty three, that's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that one too. I got I got some shit. You're recording this stuff, Drika gets it, services it to DJs, and you don't even know. Well, she was doing it and unbeknownst to myself, and then I had got with some uh some local uh what you call it, like a local record label. Remember how cash money was? Yeah, yeah, sure. I had I had got with this local record label and we was like family. You know, and was it the same type of setup where you had like the executives and then they had a little roster? Yeah, something okay. like that. And I got with a local record label, and you know, we I was over there a few years. I don't know. I ended up going to prison, and then me and Drake was like, man, let's just do it on our own. And that's when the universe opened up. So, what's the first song that you? Like we're super comfortable with the world hearing. I was never comfortable with the world hearing anything. The songs that they liked were songs that I would never have picked. Are you still surprised to this day when yes. people like certain things? Yes, I'm still surprised. The songs that I like, that I put my heart in, I would never think they would like. But people love uh, "Perfect Imperfections." I cried making that song. Wow, that's Drake's favorite. Hmm? That's Trika's favorite, or at least you said in an interview. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna speak for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trika was, said it was her it favorite. It wasn't that. Yeah. I was just, I was being vulnerable. I was letting everything out, and I think that's why I started winning. Well, this what happened. Me and her was in the car one night, passing by a club. Everybody in the world at the club, and I'm like, what the fuck? My music way better than them dudes. I'm really in the streets. I'm really going to jail. I'm really slinging iron. I'm really doing this shit. I'll really be doing them things. What do you see in them that you don't see in me? And I went to the song. I went to the studio. I was mad at God. And I and I made the song. And I said, maybe I'm to blame. I say, I say, I say, how do I forgive and my heart still you angry? How you post the love when your heart filled with hatred? Maybe I'm to blame or I wasn't made to make it. Or you look at me the same, the same as you look at Satan. I was just talking to God. Mm. And it just was, you know, it, it, everybody loved it. It was, it, that's when I just started from that point on, whatever I was feeling, let's go. I'm gonna die for whatever come with it. When did I you mean, first realize that your voice had power? I never realized it until um, 
I was deprived of listening to myself, and then I went back and listened to my music. I was like, damn. Mm. I like Kevin Gates. <laughs> like I can listen at Luca Brasi three now. Yeah. I can't listen at I'm him right now. Cause I just released it. Once I make another project, I'll be able to I can appreciate Luca Brasi three. I'm like, man, that bitch a classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bitch a classic. I mean, you still gotta perform I'm him songs on the new tour coming up, but Yeah, <laughs> but like I'll be able to appreciate this once I put out another project. I look back and be like, man, that's a classic. So what was it about Luca Brasi that really spoke to you? Like the character from Which one? From Godfather. Cause he was like me. He was in he he A soldier? He he was of service. It ain't that like he had the opportunity to move up in rank. Shit. You don't see assassins that's that's the, that's that old in the game. Like he had the opportunity to move in rank. Mm. But he took pride in service of others. Mm. I have served and I'm of service. And that's just me. I take pride in charity. I take pride in service. I I stay the muscle. Man, you don't think I could be the you don't think I could be the um you don't think I could be the crown prince right now? Hmm. I chose to be a, to remain a general. I chose that. Cause I'm active duty. Mm-hmm. So when you're down, I'm on, in, the, I'm on the line with the soldiers. When you're down in D.C. and you're amongst all the other generals, there's a mutual respect there. Yeah, only the generals gonna understand. Mm. Only the generals. You speak a certain language. Yes, yeah, so we have a different type of verbiage mm. that we use, but only the generals understand. And that's even in New York. I just ain't, I just ain't put the call in mm. to my foreign affairs administrator. Mm-hmm. But if I put the call in, hey. I pack the street out out there right now. Mm. So, but I don't do that because I don't. I feel like with great power come great responsibility, and I don't utilize my power in a negative way. Do you feel like your your body of work is mostly meant to uplift people? If people find upliftment from me telling my story, but it's really uplifting for me because I'm freeing myself of all this negativity and. Like I'm a hoarder, so I hoard emotions, and I'm releasing it now. But do you feel like you're more honest in your songs or like in in speaking just regularly? I think I'm more honest with myself. It ain't got nothing to do with the music because that's just an extension of me, and you gotta ask the right question to get the right answer. So, fuck. (laughs) So, I believe that. I believe that I'm just more honest about things that I wouldn't have spoken about for fear of how people would have perceived it. That's what I'm gonna say now. Yeah, I feel like Styles, who um, we're friendly with, um, I feel like he sort of like thinks the same way, mm-hmm. where it's like I can't say this stuff in real life, and I so I'll put it in song. Oh, um, it, it depends on what subject matter that I'm speaking on. Like it, it depends. I mean, through through art, you're protected by the First Amendment with art. Mm-hmm. So it was artistic in nature. Although I've been seeing a lot of rappers, their music has been used in the persuasion of verdicts. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but like I say, I already know what I am. I was born to lose, but I was bred to win, and I could stand on that fact. Like, if I'm in a room with a bunch of billionaires, like, I don't feel intimidated 
I'm the most uninteresting, interesting person in the fucking universe. <laughs> You're blessed to be in my presence because you can't do what I can do. See, but that's what's so crazy that it's at odds with you not feeling like you are that person. You know what I'm saying? Like you have this thing where you're like, I, I am confident in myself, but you're also the same person who's like, I'm not confident in myself. And maybe that's just everybody, but I feel like yeah, it's especially with I'm you. I'm the like, only one who displayed it, but the position that I'm in, I earned it. Mm. Like I got the scars and everything. I've earned it. I've earned this position. When, when you saw Leonidas, the way he stand and the way he move, that come from being constantly tested. When you saw, I said Leonidas, didn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The way he moved was, came from being tested. Everybody was celebrating about a small battle, but they say one of us kept his Spartan reserve. He been through it. Body language is the loudest language. Them dudes ain't been through it. And they reek of that. <laughs> They reek of that. They haven't been through that. Now, they, I can learn from them because they have finessed their way and manipulated their way in the business realm. Survival tactics. They had to survive to get in position. I respect that, but I lead with my heart. Fear was a was a big driver and, and crippled Still you. Is. Sure, sure. But, but it had to have lessened a certain degree, right? Like you became more comfortable on a stage. Yeah, you became that, more comfortable yeah. when you heard your records out. So... What is the point in your career when you're like, I get what I'm doing and I'm good at it? Well, I, I'm I'm in the process of taking over the world. So it's uncharted territory for me because I'm doing it my way. So like a rabbit, like a like a bunny rabbit. Like you see them everywhere. They're not afraid to go anywhere. They enjoy everywhere they go, but they still move with precaution. And that's even the predators. Like, mountain lions only come out at nighttime, opposite of people. So even though he's dominant, he still, he, he's an, even though he has the ability to be dominant, he's still humble in nature. He only take what he need. Mm. And that's just the way I look at it. Like. I don't look at it like I want to walk in the room and dominate anymore. I want to be coexisting. I'm really just talking to y'all because I'm supposed to be here to talk. <laughs> but other than that, I sit there with my headphones in. Nah, and that's how I've been playing the game lately. And when I say the game, like life. Yeah. Because I don't really care what a person say because words, can be de words are deceptive in nature. I don't really care what I see because that's only half of the picture. And... Energy never lied. Mm. How did the situation make me feel? It, it it didn't last. So I could just listen to my music. Was there a satisfaction to get to a level where, you know, cash money was fucking with you? Or was there satisfaction to come from doing a partnership with an Atlantic Records later on? Like, what gives you that you idea? It, you, you don't realize it right when it's happening. It's like later on, when you look back, you be like, man, <laughs> I climbed about the gutter. Like... Like, sometimes I have uh, epiphanies. I look in the mirror and be like, man, I'm that nigga I always wanted to be. I got all the tattoos. I got diamonds in my mouth. I'm a gangster. I can walk up to Khloe Kardashian right now. Man, how you doing? You beautiful. And walk off. <laughs> I don't even want to fuck you. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> yeah, what? I'm a gangster. I can walk up and tell you that in front of your nigga. What you going to say? 
you gonna respect it. And I don't mean it to be arrogant though, but I could do that right now if I wanted to. Like I'm that nigga. Like, and then some days I'd be like, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm good enough. <laughs> I feel fat. I don't know. Mm. It's, it's a constant battle, but I have epiphanies every now and then. You know when you can't tell me shit? After I finish a workout, God, I'm the cat's pajamas after that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's become a big part of your life, working out. Listen, I don't feel like, I don't feel like people be like, I, I'm glad you stopped doing drugs. I didn't stop doing drugs. I found a better drug than the drug I was doing. I don't believe in rehab. That's for quitters. I just found a better drug. What the adrenaline? It's something about working out that just make you feel good. Mm. I can't explain. It take for that moment that you going hard, killing <laughs> yourself, everything go away. Mm. And you don't even see the results that same day. You ain't gonna see the results till a month later. But Which I, is not the instant satisfaction. Yeah. You know? But but it's different because I guess that go back, I'm so I'm so different when it comes to metaphors. That's like with cooking. I like to cook on the stove. I don't like to cook in the microwave. Mm -hmm. If I'm cooking dope, I like to cook dope on the stove, not the microwave. Right. If I go in a gym, I don't want to go have surgery and have microwave <laughs> results. I want to work for mine so you really know I'm that heavy metal. Yeah. yeah. Like this really that pressure. This yeah. ain't that other shit. Well, but also like besides like the fact that you see physical results, right? I don't see them, but mm -hmm. I can see that my clothes fit better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, but there's an emotional thing to it. Like I, I know it. that like when I had some anxiety issues last year, like going outside cures anxiety in a, in a real way. Yes, Working Lord. out yes. cures anxiety in a real way. And so I think that for you, because I've seen different things that you've hey, been doing. On. Hey, uh, Chelsea, I swear I ain't mean nothing bad about that walk up the club Kardashian shit. I just, it just came out. I just was showing them what my confidence was at times. Like no disrespect to her. Yeah. But I just was saying, like, if you was with a guy that was like eight feet tall, you have that same. I walk yeah. up to you and tell you, "Hey, you're beautiful. I don't right. want your number, but yeah. I just want yeah. to tell you that you're beautiful." And walk off. That's yeah. that confidence. Yeah. Yeah. What is he gonna tell me? What? Look at me. <laughs> yeah. Like that's just how I feel some days. Then some days I feel insecure. Mm -hmm. Like like some days I feel fat. I don't know. Mm. I just like her because she got that revenge body shit. Yeah. And I be feeling like I got a revenge body. Yeah, everybody that ever talked did, about me made me feel. Yeah, did anybody ever like say things to what? you? What? Or is that just like internalized? Man, no, no, all my life. Mm. Everybody who ever said negative shit about me, bitch, I got a revenge body for your pussies. Come on, let's do it. You got that chip on your shoulder. No, mm. it's like I'm better. And I get high off knowing that I'm better then the negative connotations and stigmatisms that was placed on me, I'm better than that shit. Yeah, all oh, let's just talk. That's idle chatter. But when you see me, yeah, you know, first impression, hey, just make your next move be your best move. Mm. Was it hard to have a positive attitude when you were locked up? No, that was the most freeing time ever. Why is that? I'm already a monster. That's home for me. It's nothing. I already know the makings, the mechanics of it. You had to say something that's alien to me. I've been doing that since I was a juvenile. The most chaotic, 
prison systems are juvenile detention systems, mm. not adult jail. That's structured. Yeah. You know how it's gonna go. Yeah. Mano told us a similar thing. That's structured. Yeah. yeah. I did juvenile time. I did where it's fight every day, all day, stabbings, shit fights, piss fight. I did all that already. Mm-hmm. I know how to do it. <laughs> that, that's nothing. But in adult, when you up and rank, the consequences are way more severe. Mm-hmm. And then I ain't well. What happened in Vegas? Stay in Vegas. You know what happened in jail? Stay in jail. I don't really. I don't do that. Come to the streets and expose people and all that. But I'm gonna say this: who you are is gonna come out. You are a uh, practicing Muslim now. I've been Muslim. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't, and I can't even say I'm a practicing Muslim because I still do things that other Muslims will frown upon. But I just, I just love what I love about Islam is. Not growing a big beard and walking around with a thobe and all that. That don't make you Muslim. Right. It's about the intentions of the heart. That's what I love about Islam. And since I've been, I guess, adhering or subscribing to making sure the intentions of my heart was in the right place, that's true Islam to me. And my life, I have seen a remarkable difference. Yeah, for sure. Since that implementing that but as far as being muslim they got people tell me hey that's haram you have tattoos you're not supposed to do that and hey okay (laughs) yeah but everybody falls short of whatever belief system they supposedly subscribe to right like it's like it's like it's like rehab our religions work if you work it sure (laughs) but on a on a purely cosmetic level you do have a cross tattooed on your forehead nah that's not a cross I won't speak on what it is, but it's it's a soldier sign. It's a compass, like north, south, east, west. And it, it, it's to be earned, not given. But I can't really speak on what it is. Are you, it looks like it's fading. Yeah, I'm getting it removed. Okay, just wanted to make sure. I don't like it because it scares people. It's menacing. And I really didn't like the way that it came out. I did it, but I don't like the way it came out. So I've been getting it removed. And How long has that process been? It really would have been gone probably by now, but I've been slacking. I've been slacking. I, <laughs> man, fuck going over there and get that. I'm going to the gym. Yeah. I mean, it's a different kind of pain. <laughs> no, I have a high tolerance for pain. I have tattoos everywhere. Are yeah, there any other yeah. tattoos that you're not really thrilled with? No, nah, everything else I meant. Mm. Everything is spelled right. <laughs> no, like, typos. Oh, uh, yeah, everything's spelled right. Every time, and it now, all has meaning. Now, I I had one like I got one, welcome to Puerto Rico on my back, and one day it said Rito, because <laughs> he didn't put the curve for the C, but then he went back and put the curve for the C. So now I say Puerto Rico. <laughs> nice. I'm glad that that's fixed. Yeah. And even if it wasn't, guess what? I don't care. It looks pretty fucking awesome to me. Yeah. Yeah. Was there was there a pride for you to have connection to? Cash money being that that was your home state and they were such a huge, huge part of the music culture. I learned a lot from those guys. I learned a lot from being around those guys. You think they learned stuff from you too? Of course. Mm. They still learning from me. Mm. The world's learning from me right now. Mm. I came out and I've been myself. No gimmicks, no nothing like me. It's all I have to offer. Do you hear other people's music and hear your influence in it? everything that's been coming out lately Mm -hmm. nobody was showing vulnerability and expressing that and it's a beautiful thing Mm -hmm. 
That's beautiful. I don't sit there and say, man, I was I started that. They still Yeah, these are my no, sons and yeah. I ain't you're not my son. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to be my son. But I'm a proud father and mm. I want you to go farther. Mm. Yeah. So Ada Chinese Secrets. How did how did Atlantic Records come into your life? Um, they got this guy named Brian Johnston. I used to fight with him every day because he wanted he knew that I was better than what I was given. And you didn't see it in yourself. And I didn't see it in myself. And we used to fight every day. <laughs> and he the one who signed me. And I wasn't going to even fuck with, with Atlantic. But when I got there, they said everything that I wanted to hear. Like what? We look for artists with their own brand. We don't really care about doing an artist deal. We will rather do a label deal. I'm like, what? Get <laughs> 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 my phone. <laughs> bitch might be tell. <laughs> <laughs> so you did a partnership with them yeah i did a partnership with them and i'm really not looking to go nowhere because i yeah. love my situation because it's like i'm in college i'm learning more and more it's hands-on i didn't i didn't i wanted to sign for forty thousand, but i couldn't so i signed for i think two hundred thousand. they made me take a hundred up front it may not have been that what was it, it wasn't even yeah a hundred thousand yeah yeah, I signed for a hundred thousand, and I only received eighty thousand of that. Mm. And cause my manager at the time, he had got like twenty thousand out of it and lawyer fees and shit for the facilitation of it. But I'm glad that I didn't get no millions and millions, cause I was already million that when I went over there. Mm. But what was so beautiful about it was, it's college. I'm learning, and I've become a way greater artist. I went in there with the proper mindset. I want to do this for myself one day. And I'm gonna still like that's like when I get out my contract, I'm just gonna resign the bitch. Mm-hmm. The only terms I probably change is I want to be able to clear myself. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. What? Your message, your methods can work for other artists. You believe? No. Okay. It's not gonna work for everybody. Has to take their own journey. Yeah, there's no cheat code to this shit. I've been doing this shit 16 years. If you you want to go fast, you won't last. The slower you go, the further you get. The turtle always wins the race. Mm-hmm. Slow and steady, baby. Mm-hmm. This bitch heavy, baby. <laughs> what was your first car? Legitimately or illegitimately? <laughs> Either one. <laughs> now I'm interested in the illegitimate yeah, one. Yeah. A Camaro. Oh, all right. A Camaro. Yeah, I saw a clip of you. I guess you you must have been like 18, maybe. You had, you had uh, dreads. Um, yeah. You were going, getting into like a Benz or something. 17. That was illegitimate. Mm. The, and the f- I had all kind of shit. That shit don't count. I and had all what did it mean shit. to get your your first car like legitimately? Like, it's blessed. Anything that shit is it, blessed. Everything that I got from a negative lifestyle that I didn't get the right way, I don't have anymore. I was always getting, but I never had. Like, when I was robbing, I used to be a jack boy. I hate to say this, but I used to rob. Like, not people, but I I can't believe I'm saying this to y'all. I used to rob, like, convenience stores and shit like that. So, I was in, uh, I left the juvenile. I didn't go to uh, jail for this, but I left the juvenile facility I was in. I got accepted into a boot camp, and I went to the boot camp. 
and that's when I learned discipline and structure and it just speared me in a different direction, a different mindset. And I said, you know what? I'm not stealing no more. I want to hustle for mine. I'm gonna hustle hard for it. Cause everybody loved dealing with me. Cause they, they know when you deal with me, you know you dealing with a dealer. So anyway, long story short, I have a brother tattooed on my arm. He came to me and told me to go with him. And he came and got a uh, a rod from me. He came and got a rod. And I knew that was the last time I was gonna ever see him again. Well, really, I didn't know then, but he was in the room. He like, man, you ain't gonna come with me, man. I got one, I got, I got I'm talking about I got one put together. I'm talking about we gonna go in there. I'm talking about I got one for us right now. But when I walked to the front door and looked who was in the car with him, I knew that was my last time seeing my older brother again forever. Yeah. I knew it. I knew he was gone. I knew he was dead before. No one had to tell me because it was a death mission. Look who you're around. They not even <laughs> cut like that for real. You don't take... <laughs> Like on Muhammad Ali, the movie, he said, you don't marry this girl. You have fun with this girl. Hey, you go to the park and play basketball with those guys. You don't, you don't do this kind of stuff with those guys. You look back and think, I missed out on a death sentence right there? No, because I knew what it was. I always been gifted. E, I always been gifted. So no matter what the circumstances were. And I'm like the rain man. I just know. I knew not to fuck with that. It's certain situations I know not to fuck with. Mm. It's certain niggas I meet I know not to fuck with them. You lived your journey, right? Like, and and no, all these things. I'm living my journey. And you were living your journey right now. But all yes, these things, yes. all these little things, have built on each other and gotten you to this place here today, right? They made you into who you are. I'm becoming a great man for sure. Been a great man, getting greater. Trying. You. In a, in a vulnerable state can put your message out there, the life that you've lived, the lessons you've learned into song. And that goes to a radio station, it goes to streaming sites and gets out there and people hear them and they take inspiration I'm from- I'm like a prophet. From your, no, but, they, but they, they take inspiration from the life you lived. Yes, sir. Does that come as a, a surprise to you? And do you get anything yeah, from that? It, it does. People walk up to me crying sometimes, grown men, man, you changed my life. And you're just telling like, your story. What? Yeah. People tell me that all the time. I wanted to kill myself. Yeah. You and me both. You and me both. That has to feel gratifying on some level, right? You've changed lives. And more than just your own. Know. I don't know how it feels because I don't really give it much thought. Hey, I can say this. I'm so gifted that even in a room full of people at times, I feel alone. And it's not that I overthink things and I'm excessively analytical. It's just that it's like I'm, I'm in my own world. And I'm starting to understand that the world is a different place than how it goes on the way that I want it to be. So that's why I said on that icebox, this is my first time really, it, it's no getting used to living a human life. It's, that's why I, I, I need to come out with my mixtape. It's gonna be called Rehabilitation for Gangsters. Mm. 
That's what it's gonna be called. And so people can take it how they how they take it. Well, I mean, you know, only the general's gonna understand. So <laughs> I'm 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 gonna keep that for my mixtapes, my my mini series. Yeah, mm-hmm. only the general's gonna understand because they got generals out here that go unnoticed every day. And there's people who think that they're generals and they're not. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get into it no more. I, I used to. Yeah. I used to be like, man, dude, a rat. I don't listen to his music. He a rat. He aid and assisted law enforcement. I don't do that no more. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter to me because mm-hmm. I'm living my journey. I just know one thing. Hey, based off your conduct and your code of conduct, I wouldn't have did nothing gangster with you anyway because you don't even know how to approach. You don't even know a general when you see one. So you're not being disrespectful. You just don't. You don't know. Mm. It's like a lamb that was played with lion cubs his whole life. And then he walk up to a real lion thinking it's playtime. Now it's man time. He don't know this. Yeah. He been playing. You know, you got people in their in their life that 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 have that lived in a very sheltered reality. So the things that are normal to me may wild people. So, I mean, like I say, it's beautiful. I just I'm I'm I look at everything from an from the standpoint and the perspective of an observationalist now. Mm. It's nature. It's natural. Mm. Um, I know that I feel like Drika reads a lot, has read a lot at least. She's she, smart. Yeah. But I mean, but also like there, she's on record as saying like different books that she's read. Do you read mm-hmm. a lot of books or have you read a lot of books? Not so much, but I, I do a lot of my reading when I'm in when I'm in college. Every time I go to college, I do a lot of reading up there. Yeah. Do you have things that you've never said on records that you want to put into music? I don't know. I just said a lot of shit that I never said just now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it was hey, it's the course of the it's it's the course of the relationship. It's just how it's going right now. Well, so what's the last city that's inspired something that you were like, oh, I, I pulled that out and I haven't thought about that in man, a long time. It don't come like that. It's, it it comes in the moments that I'm allowing myself to be reflective. Well, and yoga is very important to you now, right? No, <laughs> it's it's respected. It's highly respected. It's not important because I don't have to do it every day. Mm. But I do it because it's respected. Yeah. Understood. You used to think it was for pussies. Pussies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My cellar, he a real monster. I'm talking about a gangster. Talking about let's go do yoga, man. You go do yoga. I'm not going to do no fucking yoga. <laughs> hey, man, I'm telling you. But what is it? What is it? What's the respect that yoga gives to you now? You gotta be a gangster. It doesn't bring you peace or like. Yeah, because I've seen some like Upper East Side well, moms doing <laughs> yoga, and I don't think that they're. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest. Like, when the body is in discomfort, the mind is at ease. Hmm. The mind and the spirit and the heart is at ease when the body is in is is, is at discomfort. You know, it's, it's, it's so it's a I sort of know. I'll I'm, say this. I'm always uncomfortable. In what way? In what way? Like my body, my mind, all of this. I feel like <laughs> I'm like the old you and it's part of the new you. I'm still like that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm dealing with it the best I can. Yeah. I swear to God, I'm still like that. But it's, it's so counterproductive to go against it. Man, they going to stack the deck on me. They gonna stack that bitch on me. It's gonna come down like a ton of bricks. 
You know, that's like, I even hate to talk about this. That's like the incident that happened. Man, the dude Harvey, he ain't say, man, you was a great man and all that. He waited and said something and then brought that shit up and then said I was a great guy. You know, you had to tell me not they gonna stack the deck on me. Then I'm already a fucking nigga, so I mean, they gonna stack the deck on me. I understand that. So, this helps me understand that everybody doesn't have the same understanding as me. Because mm -hmm. life, hey, reality is the scariest thing. Because it's never gonna go how you think it's gonna go. How much are you able to understand anybody who approaches you these days like strangers or business people alike like I, if they're having a bad day yeah. are you able to accept you're just like well maybe like, they're going me, through something me i'm not going to allow this is going to be street what i'm gonna say i'm not going to allow a bitch ass nigga to make me be a bitch ass nigga i'm not going to allow because the person at the drive through didn't say good morning how may i serve you today i'm gonna say it to them and they're gonna laugh they're going to say, welcome to Chick-fil-A. I'm like, good morning. How may I serve you today? <laughs> and I just, like, I'm not going to let you be a, you being a bitch-ass nigga not going to make me a bitch-ass nigga. Like I say, I, I can't believe I'm telling y'all this. Every, it's like I'm living life for the first time. Because it's not that I didn't know the world was fucked up. I just didn't want to see. Man, people are fucked up. They stack the deck. They go with popular opinion. They not going to go with me. They gonna go with oh god he's so fucking horrible. They gonna, okay. Well, to a certain extent, right? But then there's also like you're you're selling records the same way that Adele is selling records. So I mean, like oh, they're my baby. <laughs> I taught everything she knows. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's very her, vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. You better ask her who took the training wheels off the bike and was Listen. running down the street. <laughs> when this becomes <laughs> like uh, yeah. like James Corden, yeah, <laughs> then then we'll ask. Yeah, her. then we'll ask her. She when when Adele comes over, we will That's ask, right. her, ask her. That's my baby. Yeah. She know what's up with me. Yeah. That song was about me. Mm. So you uh, took hello? The, hello from the other side. Yeah. Yeah. You took the training wheels off and yeah. so you might not be father to all these people out here who I are am. rapping like you, but to Adele. I, I, yeah. Hey, in my mind, that's what the fuck it is. And I'm sticking <laughs> to it. Yeah. You want to hear my Adele impression? Yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That it I really can only perfected it. What it's like being her. I hope good. Well, if I'm around, it's gonna be good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna set the mood. Mm -hmm. The energy gonna be fly. It's gonna be fly. Do you have things on your rider when you go to a performance that you need to make your energy feel right? No, it don't take too much for me. Mm. I could do a lot with a little. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing about coming from nothing. Mm. I can do a lot with a little. Was there ever any moment in your life where you were just like? You know, you money started to come into your life I early. I felt a sense of entitlement. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I started feeling a sense of entitlement. When them people told me I wasn't entitled to make bond, I wasn't entitled to get out of jail. They just had their way with me. They humbled me. I was like, damn, I thought I was somebody. I imagine every day people say no You're to you, right? You're not special. <laughs> You're not fucking special. <laughs> That's what they told me. And I believed it. At that time. Yeah. Then I had to realize, you know what? Hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. Bitch, I'm the most special thing you will ever see in your motherfucking life, bitch. I had to talk to myself and build myself back up. I do that sometimes, too. Like, But then there's also that part of you that's like, I'm not special. I'm not. But, bitch, I'm, bitch, I'm, most, hey, I'm the most special thing you're going to ever see. I'm like Socrates. The, the beginning of understanding is understanding that I know nothing at all. 
So I'm like Socrates. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a real philosopher out here. Mm. I'm humble in the places that I need to be humble because I'm humble because the future is unforeseen. That's what keeps me humble. But I'm confident in the fact that I know what I've been through. I know what I've conquered. I got the scars to prove that I've earned this position I'm in. That's why I'm humble. So I'm like a guru. Yeah, you mentioned that. You mentioned earlier on that you're in a good space with your with your family and everything. Are you getting to a good place, a better place? Do you my, feel my biological family? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that the person that you've become over this period of time has helped facilitate that better relationship? Yeah, I bought my mother a house. But there's got to be more than that, yeah. right? Yeah, I bought my mother a house, and and I told her I forgive her. That's yeah. And she cried. How do you how do you get to that place you where you're think. able to forgive someone? You got to think. I ain't do it for her. I did it for me because I ain't want to hold on to that. Every time somebody say her name, I, I don't know. It's like this. Oh, for the people that can't see me, they just listening. I made a weird face. I made like a, a, a yuck face. But I just was giving them insight. Yeah. But nah, what I was saying was I forgave her for me. I don't ever care if you change or if you do change. But I forgave you for me because I don't want to harbor resentment. Mm. I just was reading, uh, really, Islam what made me really forgive my mother, uh, the Prophet Muhammad. May peace be upon him. This guy asked him, how do I get to heaven? He said, be kind to your mother. He said, then what must I do? He said, be kind to your mother. He said, then what must I do? He said, be kind to your mother. He said, then what must I do? He said, be kind to your father. He told him three times. Mm. My mother told me, I don't know what Islam is. But I have seen the growth and the change in you, and I respect it. And I was like, cool. And I gave her a big hug, and I told her I forgive. Every time she see me, she cry. Because it's like, I was the one that was supposed to be doing a life sentence. I was the one that was supposed to be in prison. The way I was living, I'm talking about the way I was living was just different. I didn't care. And it's certain things, certain aspects I still don't. I don't care what people think about me. I'm not a prisoner of public opinion. I'm gonna live my lifestyle. Nah, I've just come to that. Cause at one time I wouldn't switch brands up. I wouldn't switch brands. I wouldn't Like wear, Adidas and Nikes? Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Like yeah. I was so insecure and self conscious about what the outside world would say about me. I mm. don't give a flying flippity flip. I swear you can I still curse. <laughs> I know. I just like it because it sounds funny. I yeah. say that to old white people. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Am I, I do. Am I old? <laughs> no. Like I was on live one day with this uh with this 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 girl and her grandmother like seventy years old, and I was on live with her and I told her, I, my grandma, I don't give a flying flippity flip. Well, I did curse. <laughs> mm. She was like, No, you can't say that in front of my grandma. Mm. I say, oh, I say, please forgive me, cause my grandmother let me curse. I know, I know, but you just said some some words that was. I say, I, I say, please forgive me, please God, please. I say, I'm a sinner. I need forgiveness, but I'm not sorry, cause my grandmother let me curse, and then later just really took a liking to me on live, and I told her grandma, cause I just don't give a flying flippity flip. <laughs> I just say that to be respectful, like yeah. to like old people. Older people. Again, but, not us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> nah, oh, I, I, and I don't want to say old people, but 
people that <laughs> people that may have grew up in a sheltered environment. Mm-hmm. Cause see, old black people, they don't get no fuck what you say. Mm. Long as you say yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, they don't give a fuck. But like older people, like older white people, you know, they grew up sheltered. You don't say this, you don't say that. Okay, cool. Look, I, if I'm engaging with you, I play by your rules. Cause you dealing with a dealer. Mm. You dealing with a dealer, so we can deal. So I just say flying flippity flip, and it it still has the same. I can give a fuck list. Yeah. I can give a flying flippity flip. By the way, I hope that if we get any headlines from this, I hope that's the headline. <laughs> yeah. I hope that that's the thing that like Shade Room runs yeah. with. I don't. I don't give a flying flippity flip. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, like, like I mean, I didn't want to be disrespectful because I I don't want to hurt people anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the old me would have told her grandma, "Hey, bitch, fuck you, suck my dick." Mm-hmm. I don't care. A little less. No, I'd have said yeah. it's just like that. Mm. No, I mean a little less disrespectful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd have told her, "Hey, bitch, fuck you." Mm-hmm. And if you don't like it, here's my address. I'll leave the door open for you. Mm. Yeah. Now you just say that for the drive-through. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, 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 I'd have said that. I'd have said that. And I, I like me being respectful towards somebody else, grandma. That was like a sign of growth for mm. me. I patted myself on the back for that because the conversation still went well. She a devout Christian, so she say. And I told her, I've been to churches before, you know, when Christmas time come around, they buy all the other kids toys. They bought me a suit and told me sitting in the front, I was a devil. She was like, what? I said, yeah, then they told me you're going to hell, 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 hell. And she laughed and thought it was funny. She was like, well, maybe not at my church. I said, I can't understand what they be saying. Mm. And then she was like, and we just had a great conversation. I yeah. think it's funny going sitting there. I mean, I like that shit. I say, Grandma, as soon as I walk in the door, they judge me. Mm. They get to pointing fingers, talking about I smell like weed. She said, well, do you? I say, yeah, but <laughs> the pastor told me, come as I am. <laughs> That's how I came. And she was laughing. She thought it was funny, but I was being dead serious. Like, this really what happens to me everywhere I go. And then she was like, and she fucked with me. Like, I don't even know the lady name. Mm. But she fuck with me though. And so that's, I was just giving you an example yeah. of why. Yeah. I use flying flippity flip because if I'm disrespectful and then you challenge me, well, I'm going to accept the challenge. Yeah. And come on, it's off to the races now, buddy. Mm-hmm. Start the stupid. <laughs> <laughs> We're going. <laughs> you remember that movie, uh, let's, let's go to jail or who wants to go to jail? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember he was like, so what do we do all day? And dude was like, we're doing it. <laughs> we're riding the thick of the action. Oh, we're going to be riding the thick of the action. So I know that to keep myself from being in a situation where I have to accept the challenge and apply that full court press, hey, why not just go ahead and be respectful? Mm. Did you ever have to do um, media training? Nope. For what? <laughs> well, Chelsea, I say fucked up shit all the time. Like when I say about the Chloe shit. I ain't say nothing fucked up. I don't think that was bad. I was feeling I was feeling myself. Yeah. I ain't no nother nigga gonna walk up to them. I am going to walk up. Yeah, man, yeah, you, you you look beautiful. What's up? And walk off. Cause I got that revenge body now. So I looked at Chelsea, she probably was like, Oh God. <laughs> How can we spin this? <laughs> I don't be giving a damn, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I don't give a flying flippity flip. Yeah. Everybody's gonna say bad shit about me. I don't care. We agreed with Drika that Drika should be on the podcast. So I want to get your cosign. Of course. All right. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Great. She amazing. Yeah. 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 She amazing. Like I, I, like I tell you, like with my headphones, I had forgot my headphones, right? And I was at the hotel. I was like, man, bro, you packed my headphones. 
He was like, no, I ain't pack your headphones. She was like, well, I had this pair because I figured you might need them. The best. That's yeah. just how she is. Yeah. She's yeah. an amazing person. She's just an amazing person. But so much of your career was helped out by her. Yeah. it's out. It's, this journey has been for the both of us. I've made her better, and she's made me better. Mm. So it was equal. Equal partisans. Yeah. But I think she's a little more more uh, influential than I was on her. Because every time we have an argument, it was about me not realizing my worth and my value and things of that nature. Mm. Now I'm having fun. I'm thugging now. <laughs> I'm having fun with it. I'm thugging with it. And it's flat. Like, I don't walk in a restaurant with my hat turned. I'm not trying to fit in. If somebody tell me, sir, you can't be in here like that. Okay, I'll go eat somewhere else. Mm. You don't deserve my energy. Mm-hmm. You know, like, now I don't have a problem getting in compliance. But what is etiquette? Like, who said, who wrote the rule book mm-hmm. for etiquette? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I might tip you better than the guy wearing a suit. He might be a fucking cheapskate. Mm-hmm. I'm going to come in there like this. I'm fly, bitch. I'm me. You got I'm sorry. I walk a little crooked. My, my dick heavy. I'm sorry. Forgive me. <laughs> Forgive, me. <laughs> Forgive me. Oh, man. I got a lot of gold teeth. I'm like Slick Rick. Mm. Yeah, but I'm talking real slick so the charges don't stick. What's up? <laughs> well, Kevin, we are beyond thrilled that you that you came by. Thank you for your great energy. Thank hey, you for hey, taking us on this journey here. You. No, we appreciate it's gonna be somebody that's probably gonna piss me the fuck off and I'm gonna be Oh no, sir. And then I'ma just get real pussy like No, I'm just no, I don't wanna <laughs> Like like academics. Yeah. I did an interview with him. Mm-hmm. And no disrespect to him. He's a great guy. But he had talked about me so bad. Like, always picking on little old me. Like, what have I ever fucking done you? I wouldn't even know you exist unless you always talking about me, bitch. But I didn't go in there with that attitude. I went in there with the understanding that, you know what? I used to be just like you. I was hurt, so I used to hurt people. Mm. I was a fat slob, so I used to make it be uncool to be in shape. I used to make it be uncool to be healthy. I used to make it uncool to be fly. Because I was felt fucked up about myself. So I used to put all of my, deflect all of my insecurities and things that I feel like was wrong with me onto others. So you know what? I'm gonna go in there real, real humble with him. You heard me? And I'm gonna challenge myself to not fuck over him. Mm. I'm gonna embrace him with love. And I really embraced him and I really saw one thing. You really, crying for help on the inside and you just need a release now me and that dude be texting in the dm <laughs> he said he ready to start working out i said it starts with you baby wow. and i believe in him i believe wow. he can do it wow. but sometimes it just takes somebody that you saw that was fucked up tell you that it's possible mm. i ain't never had surgery but i'm surgical mm-hmm. yeah yes, yo Lord. man yeah this 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 has been amazing and and we appreciate you I'm an amazing guy you are <laughs> and i i just i'm so glad you shared your journey with us from uh from flipping work to not giving a flip nah, yeah. <laughs> i never, I never <laughs> said i was Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real Jeff. If you want to find out more about us, I'm Eric with the curly hair. You're Jeff with the glasses. Together, we are It's The Real. No apostrophe. No space.
space if you want to find out more about this podcast you're listening to right now. It's called A Waste of Time with It's The Real. If people want to find out more about what's going on with us, Jeff, where can they go? You can always go to itsthereal.com, I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L.com. We've got stuff on our website. You should go click on all of it. Yeah, I agree. Get those clicks clicks in. When people ask me if I'm a really good salesman, I feel like I'm really putting my all in that saying. Just go to our website, click on some stuff. I think so. Maybe at one point you'll put in your credit card information <laughs> and buy a couple t-shirts. There you go. If you buy 100 t-shirts, we'll send you a free t-shirt. That is that is actually true. That buy, is our guarantee. Buy 100 t-shirts, get that 101st free. Wow. What a deal. I know. What a steal. No, we should run with that show. We should yeah. make that a thing. Buy 100 t-shirts, get yeah, 100 free. Yeah. 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 All right. <laughs> um, you can also go and listen to all of our old episodes and all of our new ones. Go to any streaming platform. Yeah. Spotify, Google, Apple, the all the one, big companies, the one, even the small ones. The one you're listening to right now, it's very simple. All the episodes are there. They're free. Go listen to them. Get some great inspiration. Get some gems. Enjoy it. Waste some time with us. They're there. You can also sign up for our newsletter at itsthereal.com. There's so much you can do at itsthereal.com. Go click away. Click away. Also, we are on all social media platforms, but especially Twitter, at it's the real Instagram at it's the real all the other ones don't matter that's, that's exactly right yeah Jeff I put out a call this morning I said, hey hey internet if you want to shout out on this new episode of a waste of time with it's the real just guess who is on the podcast tonight we didn't announce that Kevin Gates was a guest no we said give us your best guess and uh a bunch of people replied, Jeff, who are we shouting out today? Well, first of all, yes, a bunch of people replied, every single one of them is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> every single one. Well, but who did they think was going to be on? And, and partly I think people wanted these people to be on. So who do people want and hope that we will get on in the future? Okay, well, it should be said, a lot of people get people who were rejected from Rolling Loud, which we don't record in the morning, like Monday morning. No. We, we're not, we do put this out Monday night, but we're not like doing this live. Also, just heads up, we're not waiting outside of City Field just hoping that someone will cross our path and we can just get them out and say, hey, let's go in a car yeah. ride and get record, in. <laughs> record an episode. Get in, we're going recording. Yeah. All right. Uh, Al our guy from, I believe, London. Yeah. Good I mean, pronunciation. Yeah. London. London. He, uh, he asked for Casanova. We have had on though. Yes. Go check that episode out. Pragmatic, who uh, was just listening to a couple episodes on Instagram, uh, asked for the baby, hopefully coming up. Yes. Big Mind B. No. Oh. oh. So, well, no. He was, he was probably talking about the old building Oh, no. I know. Because we had some great doormen with great personalities. This new building. This new building. Loud. No personality. No. Uh, also, they don't do their job. That's the biggest problem. It's not like, hey, I need you to say hi to me every time or give me a story no. or engage me in conversation. Yeah. There's there's two doormen. Just One of them is never here. Yeah. Even though they're supposed to be here. Yeah. But enough about that. Yeah. They're not getting any shit out of the pocket. Uh, Gucci on site, who is Nav's biggest fan. Yeah. Asked for Nav. Guess what? Not happening. It wasn't, it wasn't Nav. JW the dude asked for Wale. Don Fuji asked for Rob Van Dam. Is I that think the guy that's from MTV. Uh, no, I think that's uh, who's Rob Van Dam. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I thought it was uh, Rob Van. Vanilla Ice. Ice. <laughs> so never mind. I was wrong. All right. But Rob Van Dam's not on the phone. Jo asked for Saint John. I believe that Saint John is on. 
Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club yeah, morning. go check that out. Uh, likes liking 2018. Ray That's Rodriguez. Ray. Smiles. No, Southstar. Wait, <laughs> Smiles. On second thought, definitely Southstar. Guess what? We're not getting Smiles without Southstar. Yeah, happening. No, Ray Jones asked for DJ Head or Pharrell. Neither of them are on the podcast this week. Yeah, you want to know what? We had to turn down Pharrell this yeah. week. Yep. He's doing DQ. T-Money Singh asked for T-Money from Cleveland, Trinidad James Part 2, maybe technically Lyrics Poetic or Ebony K. Williams. That was uh, incorrect for this week. Yes. Uh, Mr. Lowe said Joe Button. Not this week. Pizza 91, Lil Nas X, who actually seems like he has a great sense of humor. I would say so. Guys, not this week. Robbie Digital, our guy. Yes. With the feats. Yes. <laughs> asked for Wale. Not this week. Serling Giles asked for Wale. Not this week. Bunch of people who asked for Joe Button. Payne. Isaiah Rashad as Queen's Greatest 87, Schoolboy Q, Danny Brown, Juicy J, another Danny Brown, Nicholas Levine as for anyone from Brazil, that's coming up, okay, hasn't been scheduled yet, yeah, but it just, is coming up, just no, a bunch of people are asking for Trinidad Jeans Part 2, he has not stopped by this week, no, but Part 2 will happen, yeah, uh, through the crate as for Gucci Mane, not this week, YRN said Action Bronze and Action Bronze was on the podcast. And will be on again, hopefully soon. Yes. Uh, Colin DuBose said Mr. Cameron has not been on the podcast yet, but let's hold out hope, shall we? I, I will hold out hope. Okay. King Gage, who is so verified. Yes. Asked for money, asked for money on the podcast. He's been on twice. Yeah. And I would say that uh, we've gotten lots of them, but I would not say he's on the podcast this week. He is not. Because Kevin Gates is at the end of the podcast. Yeah, well, thanks for all your guesses, guys, and we appreciate you. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Who's going next week, Jeff? Well, now a bunch of you are still guessing. Jeff, who's on next week? Who's on next week? We don't know. Actually, we do know, but we have a few different options. We can pick one person or we can pick two people. What should it be? Should it be one person or should it be two people? Should it be one person or should it be two people? That's the question, guys. It's like we didn't have a show with two people. Yeah. But we have one that's coming up with one person. Yeah, I, guys. We'll figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. All right, guys. As always, not for real, for real. For sure. We'll see you guys next week. Right. The